Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast. This is the DFS preview for week 11. Um, so just to recap the normal schedule for these, um, I'm adjusting it a little bit for this week just because I continue to expose my start sits a little bit too early um, just with some of the value plays and stuff like that. So we're going to go first. We're going to jump into um, some of the games I'm most excited for games that have a lot of potential for uh, value plays or, you know, high scoring output. Um, and usually I cover two games in that part of the podcast. Then I'm going to jump into my stacks of the week. Uh, I have two stacks this week, so be on the lookout for those. And then we're going to go back into the value plays and starts and sits. So without further ado, um, some of the games that I'm most excited for this week. Uh, The first one is the Seahawks versus the Rams. Um, the Seahawks are favored by one in this game. The last time they played the Rams, uh, this year, they beat them by a significant margin. Um, but the Rams are seven and two versus the spread this year. Um, both of these teams are towards the bottom half of the league in points per game. The Seahawks being 14th at 22 and a half and the Rams being at 22nd at just under 20. Um, what I'm excited for here is kind of seeing Geno Smith in his resurgence the past couple of weeks continue and hopefully seeing Matt Stafford um, do something great for the Rams. The Both of these teams are kind of in the top half of total yards per game and have been kind of not great in yards per game allowed. Um So they're in the bottom half in that area. I think I'm looking forward to seeing Puka, uh, Cooper Cup, and seeing if either of those guys can get going. Um, Kenneth Walker, uh, Zach Charbonnet has taken a significant share of work in the past few weeks, seeing what that looks like. I think Zach Charbonnet could be a pretty good value play, um, depending on how the game script goes. Um, And, you know, seeing that kind of great trio, or if you're including Jake Bobo, um, the great four receivers on the Seahawks with JSN, Lockett, and um, Metcalf. So I think there's a lot of potential in that game for uh, a lot of unknowns to happen. Um, just looking at it, there's a lot of high-value uh, players, um, mainly like DK Metcalf, uh, Cooper Cup, Puka, uh, Kenneth Walker. And I think those guys could have some pretty high fantasy output or, you know, maybe it's a defensive game, but last time the Seahawks did put up like 30. Um, So I'm excited for that. The next game that I am excited for this week is pretty obvious. It's the Monday night game, the Eagles versus Kansas City. Um, The Eagles here are, or I guess the Chiefs are favored by two and a half points. Um with the over-under set at 45.5, with 86% of bets on the over. Um, Opened at 52 and has gone down uh, since then. So there's a chance of rain in this game, but uh, light rain and wind only 11 miles per hour. So I don't think that's going to impact the game too much. Um, As we know, this is a recap of the Super Bowl. potentially a preview of the Super Bowl. Um, And 
The Chiefs defense has really stepped up in the past few weeks. They're second in points per game allowed uh, and fifth in passing yards. So they're both strong defensively, offensively. Um, the Eagles have, you know, they're eight and one on the year. They're third in points per game at 28 points per game. So they're scoring more, not as many yards. Um, and their defense has been good, but, you know, not as good as um, Kansas City. But they're both top 15 defenses. Uh, I'm just excited to see Jalen Hurts, um, you know, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. And on the other side of the ball, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, um, Rasheed Rice, and a few of those guys. So a lot of potential for fantasy points in this game. Um, you know, maybe somebody like Justin Ross steps up um, or somebody else on the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco, perhaps. Um, and, you know, maybe DeAndre Swift gets going over on the Eagles side of the ball. So with that, we can jump into our quarterback wide receiver stacks of the week. Um, I have two lineups built around these guys, um, with the first one being CJ Stroud and Tank Dell. Um, Tank Dell has kind of been hit or miss all year. I feel like when I say that he's going to hit, I miss. When I say that he's going to be uh, off, I've been wrong. But the past two games against Tampa Bay and Cincinnati, he had 32.6 fantasy points and 18.9. Um, he's not very expensive. He's going for 5,900. And for the potential of, you know, 20 to 30 points, um, I think that's a risk that I'm willing to take, especially with that CJ Stroud stack. Um, I'd lean away from Noah Brown this week. Um, I know um, Nico Collins is coming back, so there's a chance that Nico Collins takes away some of that work from Noah Brown. But I think Tank Dell is kind of the constant in this offense um, going from last week to this week. And so I think there's plenty of opportunity for him to get it done. CJ Stroud, as we all know, has been incredible. Um, they're playing Arizona, who is in the bottom half of the leagues against uh, opposing quarterbacks. And I think there's a, a good chance that CJ Stroud uh, is able to do something special again against this Arizona defense. The next stack that I have this week is Jared Goff and Amon Ra St. Brown. Um, Amon Ra has been nothing short of incredible this year. He's averaging 23.7 fantasy points. He's coming off a 33.5 point game against the Chargers. Um, I predicted that was going to be a shootout. Probably should have started Amon Ra. Didn't still end up in the green last week, but... Um, I think this is the week where I learned from that mistake and we start him on Raw. Uh, over the past four games, um, I don't know if he missed week nine or if that was their bye. I'll have to check that. But uh, the past four games that he's played, um, Amon Ra has put up 33.5, 19.8, 26.2, 23.4. And this week, they're going into the Bears. Um, and... I think there's a very good chance that Amon Ra continues his streak of, of high-scoring games, um, and Jared Goff should be the main beneficiary of throwing Amon Ra the ball. Usually it's kind of the opposite situation where you have the great quarterback and the above-average wide receiver, but Amon Ra is truly something special, and I think Jared Goff should be able to get plenty of points just based off of throwing him the ball. Um, from there, 
we can jump into uh, some of the value plays that I have for this week. Um, so the first up, we have our quarterback. Our quarterback value play of the week, uh, I don't really love anyone that I'm looking at here. Uh, Will Levis is potentially a good option going against Jacksonville, who's the 30th uh, defense in terms of fantasy points per game allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, he's going to go for 5,200. But somebody that I like is Josh Dobbs. Um, Josh Dobbs is he's on the Sunday night game, so I have to go find him. Um, but Josh Dobbs is somebody that has been pretty incredible uh, in Minnesota, and he's been pretty incredible so far this year, um, especially just from a rushing yards perspective. He's going to go for 5,700 this week. Uh, not going to break the bank. I think a good stack with Josh Dobbs would be TJ Hawkinson, who's going to come up later in this episode. Um, but, you know, Josh Dobbs seems to be finding TJ Hawkinson a lot. He's put up 25 points uh, pretty much three weeks in a row, 24.9 in week eight against Baltimore. Um, and every game he seems to rush for, you know, around 30 yards or more, and he has rushing touchdowns in three, stakes, three straight games. Um, so... We're going to see if that magic with Josh Dobbs can continue this week. Uh, and I'm, I'm willing to take a bet that it will. I don't have him personally in any lineups, but I do think he's a good value. Um, I'm just willing to pay up for some of those guys like Jared Goff and CJ Stroud this week. But now that I've reviewed the argument, maybe I will sub out Josh Dobbs for Jared Goff potentially. Um, next up, we have our wide receiver. Uh, value play of the week. This is going to be Jaden Reed. Uh, Jaden Reed has really showed out last week. Um, and honestly, throughout the season, he's been pretty consistently uh, good. He hasn't had any blow-up games, um, nothing over 20 points, but last week, 19.4. And in week two, he had 19.7. Uh, I think Jaden Reed is starting to take over that alpha spot instead of Christian Watson. Um and I think there's a lot of potential for him to have a, a very high scoring game against the Chargers this week. We could see a similar offensive output uh, depending on what Jordan Love does uh, to the Lions game last week. So there's a chance that the Chargers defense just kind of lets everybody score on him. And Jaden Reed would be the main beneficiary of that in Green Bay. Uh, he's going to run you 4,000 right now. So I think the value there is great, especially if you're starting some of those higher end guys uh, at running back or wide receiver or even tight end. Uh, the next guy that I have here, um, moving on to running backs, I have a couple good ones. The first guy that I have is Javante Williams. Javante Williams is going to go for 5,500. He's coming off of a 21-point game against Buffalo and an 18.8-point game against Kansas City. Uh, he seems like he's gotten the lion's share of the work in – Denver, um, there's just a good chance that he continues to get tons of work. The Denver offense has improved. That means more red zone opportunities. Uh, I think Javante Williams is a, a great play for the rest of the season, and I think the value hasn't really caught on to that yet. Um, so I'm looking to start him pretty much everywhere I can uh, against Minnesota this week. I additionally have Devin Singletary here. Um Devin Singletary has taken over a lot of that work from um, drawing a blank on his name, Damian Pierce. Um, 
Damon Pierce had been kind of the main guy in in this offense, but you know Devin Singletary came in last week with 30 attempts, 150 yards, a touchdown. Um, and there's a good chance that he gets more involved in the receiving game. Last week he only had one reception for 11 yards on two targets. Um, I know C.J. Stroud isn't really the type of guy to check it down, but in the situation that he does, uh, I think Devin Singletary will be a great option there, and Devin Singletary should be able to get plenty of points against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, definitely excited about that. They're a bottom three defense and points allowed per game to opposing running backs, so um, I think Devin Singletary is a great value play at 5,300. Jumping to tight ends here, I have a couple guys, both of them still kind of on good streaks. Um, one of them being Trey McBride. Trey McBride, yeah, he's going against Houston this week, which might be a little bit tougher than you know last week against Atlanta. But um, he's in two of the three last games, he's at 24 or higher in fantasy points. Um, he's not going to cost you that much. This week he's caught, he's going for 4,400. It feels like there's a, a bit of a rapport being established with Kyler Murray being back. Um, and Trey McBride was able to produce even without Kyler Murray a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm looking to see him continue that streak this week. Um, and I think he's not breaking your bank at tight end. He's a good value play. Um, and I think he's kind of a sharp play for that too. Not really. I, I personally tend to draft tight ends highly. Um, I think tight ends an undervalued position in daily, but I think Trey McBride is providing you with some of the volume of a higher end tight end, uh, a quarterback of the higher end tight end, but he hasn't really caught up in that price tag yet. The other guy that I have here has been here over and over and over again. Uh, it's Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid is a great value, has been a great value. This week he's going for 4,900, so it seems like some of that value has caught up to his price tag. But I think Dalton Kincaid is still a great uh, player and has a great opportunity to score a lot of points against the Jets this week. Um, he's going to go for, I already mentioned he's going to go for 4,900. Um, he's coming off of four games above 15 fantasy points. Um, they just changed the offensive coordinator. Uh, their offense wasn't necessarily the best, but it did kind of run through Dalton Kincaid and Stefan Diggs. I think Dalton Kincaid sees a lot of benefit from the change this week and hopefully can see a lot of targets and receptions. All right, so that concludes the value plays uh, of the week. So then we can just jump over into the starts and the sits. Um, so my first start of the week is going to be TJ Hawkinson. If you're like me and are a little bit more hesitant about needing to get value out of your tight end position, because I do feel like tight end can be a more busty position. Um, a lot of guys will, you know, not produce if they're at the lower end of that range. Um, so it is a little bit worth it to pay up for some of the good guys. Um, I think TJ Hawkinson is a great play here. He's <clears throat> he's only going to run you 5,600 and he's coming off of a 33 point game against New Orleans. Uh, I believe he's the tight end one on the year and he's been pretty consistently up over that 15 points per game mark. Um, 
he did kind of just get into the rhythm with Josh Dobbs. So I'd be looking for them to expand on that connection against Denver uh, this upcoming week and potentially see another, you know, 20 to 30 point game out of TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Again, he's not really going for too much. um, So I think it's a play that's worth it. He's only going for 700 more than Dalton Cade and about a thousand more than Trey McBride. So I think TJ Hawkinson might be worth it to pay up for. Uh, Another guy that I have here is Devonta Smith. I think Devonta Smith is, he's valued kind of correctly, but he's always able to have a breakout game. Uh, He's been pretty consistent with saving a lot of his games with touchdowns. Um, And he did have a little bit of a touchdown dry spell with five games straight in the middle of the season. But these past two games, he's, uh, both scored a touchdown and been up over 50 yards. I think it's kind of the return of Devonta Smith this week against uh, Kansas City. A.J. Brown couldn't keep it going forever. Uh, he won't keep it going forever, and I think Jalen Hurts starts to look Devonta Smith's way a little bit more this week. Um, and Kansas City hasn't been the best against opposing... Uh, I mean, they've been okay against opposing wide receivers, but I think Devonta Smith as that wide receiver too should get some mismatches um, this week. Um, I additionally have the 49ers defense here. I think the 49ers defense is, as we know, incredible. They just added Chase Young, and they just pretty much shut out Jacksonville to a 34-3 lead um, with two interceptions and five sacks. The 49ers D is going up against the um, Buccaneers this week. So I think they're an even worse offense. Um, They're going to go for 3,900. So I think they're a defense that really has a lot of potential to score um, and a defense that should shut down Tampa Bay. Um, And so I'm a big fan of them this week. I also have DJ Moore here. If I get this podcast out, Oh, no, they're not playing tonight. Sorry. I always assume that the Bears are playing on Thursday night. Um, So DJ Moore, again, going up against Detroit. uh, He has Justin Fields back. The last few games that we saw uh, with that DJ Moore-Justin Fields connection were pretty incredible. Uh, He did drop 52 against Washington in Week 5 and 30 against Denver in Week 4. It's not that I think DJ Moore is going to do that again. It's that I think he's going to put up 15 to 20. um, And he has his quarterback one back. And DJ Moore um, is only going to cost you 5,600, which is pretty cheap for a guy that has the explosivity that he does and the ability to break out. Detroit has been in the bottom half of the league in terms of uh, stopping opposing wide receivers in terms of points per game. Um, so I think DJ Moore is just a really solid value all around here. Um, and I'm, you know, definitely willing to pay up for him uh, opposed to a guy uh, that's like a little bit lower. Finally, uh, to conclude the starts of the week section, I have Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson did come off a bad week this past week, but everybody knows or should know that he's the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. Um, He's not breaking the bank by any means. He's going for 5,000. 
just a guy that I think should continue to improve throughout the rest of the season. Uh, Kenny Pickett should find him this week uh, going up against Cleveland. And I think Deontay Johnson should ideal like the ideal Deontay Johnson game this week is like 10 catches, 50 yards and a touchdown. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But I think Deontay Johnson is a good value all around uh, just because he's such a, he's an alpha wide receiver, uh, not, you know, the prototype alpha, but he, he gets open all the time. Kenny Pickett's been struggling. Um, and I think they look Deontay Johnson's way. All right, with that, we can move on to the sits of the week. Um, I have a few guys here. My first being Justin Fields. Um, I think Justin Fields, I, I didn't really love anybody for the for the sit of the week this week, but I think Justin Fields has potential to not really do much this week. Um, you know, he's... He's going to be a little bit rusty coming back off of his injury. Um, it is an injury to his thumb on his throwing arm, I believe. Um, throwing hand. So Justin Fields should be able to find DJ Moore, ideally. But I don't think the rest of that offense has the talent to get open for him. Um, so I think Justin Fields is going to struggle there. There's a potential that he runs the ball a decent amount, uh, which would kind of save some of his value. But he hasn't been running that much this year uh, with 47 attempts for 237 yards. So I think Justin Fields is kind of a risky play this week. Uh, and he, he's going to cost you 6900 So you could have Jared Goff, Sam Howell, uh, Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, all those guys instead of Justin Fields. So I would... Definitely prefer them. Next guy that I have as a sit of the week is Christian uh, Christian Watson, not Christian Kirk. Um, Christian Watson, in sort of the opposite way of Jaden Reed, has really fallen out of that alpha role in Green Bay. Um, he's been struggling to, you know, consistently put up points, do anything against zone coverage, um, be open for Jordan Love. There's a whole bunch of reasons why Christian Watson isn't the guy. Um, you know, there were times early in the season where I was a believer. Uh, maybe, you know, he'll break out with his low price tag. But it seems like Christian Watson uh, just isn't the guy there. So I think, you know, Jaden Reed might take over that alpha spot uh, or it might just be spread out a little bit more. But Christian Watson definitely has fallen off a bit. Um. And then I have two more guys here uh, this week, one of them being Adam Thielen. Um, Adam Thielen is going to char- cost you 7500 Um He's not a bad talent, but, you know, I don't think he's going to put up a ton of points. He hasn't put up anything over 20 since week six, uh, and he had a pretty great five-game streak between week two and week six. Um, but he's, you know, he has Bryce Young throwing him the ball. They're playing against Dallas, who's been the second uh, overall team in terms of stopping opposing wide receivers. Um, I think Bryce Young is going to see a lot of pressure. So I think the whole Carolina offense, it's a big fade this week. Um, 
So for that reason, Adam Thielen kind of takes the biggest hit because he is kind of the highest value player on that team. So I would avoid starting Adam Thielen. And finally, uh, last guy that I have here is Rashad White. Rashad White has been good all year, uh, pretty much, especially the past four games where he hasn't scored below 15 points. Uh, He hasn't ever been that expensive, but this is his highest price tag on the year at 6,000. And they're playing San Francisco, who just acquired Chase Young, um, and they have Nick Bosa um, and a whole bunch of other guys that are going to be able to stop the run. Um, Rashad White's been used a bit as a receiver, and that might salvage some of his value this week, but I just wouldn't bet on him having an incredible game. Um, And for that reason, and it's pretty much just the San Francisco defense alone, uh, Rashad White is a fade for me. So that concludes uh, the DFS preview for the week. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope uh, there are a few guys here that can help, you know, win some money or, you know, put out some good fantasy output. Or if you need help with start sit, um, you can apply this there too. So uh, thanks again for listening. Um, follow me on Twitter at datablitz underscore XYZ and like, subscribe, or follow wherever you find your podcasts.